Hi everyone, this is Wanda, the CEO and founder of Salty Coffee. This is episode 2, part 3, um, related to my mother's passing and the aftermath. So, in part 2, um, basically, I just, just to summarize, I returned from Dominican Republic, I'm 19 years old, and I go to my college advisor and that was no help so I really didn't get much help there Um, we were behind on the rent and that's because the it was April she was in a coma for a couple of weeks and then you know autopsy and all of the um paperwork and everything took a long time so I'm by myself and I I remember going to an office to obtain some funding emergency funding to pay the rent and you will not believe what I experienced at this office so first of all, the office is located in Dykeman, up upper west side of Washington Heights. <clears throat> and I wait online and the person that they designate to me is a man. And he's like, "Well, there's not really much you can do. There's not really much we can do." And he sort of kind of like insinuated or implied that if I just have children that that's the only way I was going to get help and I was very like upset angry and I just looked at him like why would you give a 19 year old person who's in college who's seeking assistance of some sort because it was just short term and I was going to pay it back And I don't know, maybe it was an incentive for me to leave it and, you know, or have a baby (laughs) and continue the cycle of stereotypical things of those who live in low income neighborhoods. But I thought that was very inappropriate. And I'm hoping that this is still not going on um, today in 2020. This happened in 1989. So I left and eventually I left my apartment where I grew up in Washington Heights and I rented out a room um, as a boarder and I was paying, I believe, $70 a week. I can't remember how much it was, but it wasn't much. Rent back then was like 300 a month Um and salary was like 150 a week or 140 a week. Um, to be honest with you, minimum wage was 225 back then. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of money, um, at least for me that was. So I decided to take a break from school because that was there were no help there. Um, decided to move out, rented out a room. Worked at Strawberries to the help of my good friend at the time. And 
a good friend of who's still my best friend um, assisted me in obtaining the the room to rent and we became good families and it, it was more help than any family member and the help was I've always been grateful because they not only assisted me in obtaining the room to rent but they also encouraged me to apply to work at Columbia University. So I applied for Columbia University for almost a year before I actually got a position. And back then you had to literally take um, a math exam, depending on the position that you wanted to apply for. You had to take a math exam, uh, a letter, how to write a letter. You had to like type a letter of request and you had to respond to a letter and they'll give you the typewriter you had to know how to type they'll give you a typing test and they'll give you sort of like a scenario test again depending on the position that you were applying for you had to take these exams and I thought that was very interesting that that's not what happens now now everything is electronic and you don't even know who's looking at these things and of course it may seem like people just get hired because they know someone who knows someone but back then um, even if you knew someone who knew someone you still had to go through the entire process of taking these exams and I thought that was um, honorable because you are getting the position by merit and not because you know someone. Um, I, I was very shy and very quiet, and, but I, I made it through. It was, a, it was a hard experience. And so when I worked at Strawberries, and you know that one of my episodes talks about the lost token, what I did was I ended up working for... Um, strawberries, right? When I returned from Dominican Republic, and then I obtained the one position at Columbia a year later. But what I did was I stayed at both jobs. So I was working at Columbia full time, nine to five, Monday through Friday, while I was still working at Strawberries. And I did that so that I can get the discount for the suits to wear to work. Um, now I'm making. $15,000 with benefits, medical, and, you know, vacation time, sick time paid. And so, I'll, yeah, when I started working at Columbia, I'll obtain a position that was a union position. And that usually doesn't work for retail. Um, so I, I did that for a while. And then I just got married. But to summarize this part part three and to conclude it in the 31 years from my mother's passing what I've learned is that as parents we have to make sure that our records are straight when it comes to the decisions that you want to do in case of your death so for example you know make sure you have insurance make sure that you have discussions with your children whether they're 10 seven six five or 25 it's a good time to talk about it because you know a lot of times family think that they know 
what you want. But the only people who will really know what you want is your children. And sometimes children don't make the best decisions or they don't, they're not at an age to do that. But designate someone to do that. Designate a person that you can trust is going to make the best decisions for your children when you leave. Whether you leave them as a child or whether you leave them as an adult. Because I'll tell you what I've learned is that family will show their true colors when you experience this. And I wouldn't want... And, and it's sad because you only see each other when there's a funeral, um, sadly enough. But we all have to work together to make sure that, you know, the communication is there. And generally the parents of the household especially a single household, single parent household, they, um, they are the, the thread and needle of the family togetherness. They are the ones who hold the family together. They are the ones who make sure that the siblings are getting along. And you know what? At, at the end of the day, once you become adults, you have the ability to do whatever you want. And... You as a child, if you feel guilty because your other sibling is not um, doing something that you believe is morally correct or you just don't feel comfortable with it, that's okay. Um, everybody has their own way of healing. Everybody has their own way of mourning. And you have the right to mourn and heal as best as you can because the the de- the death of a mother is just something that therapy money nothing can help you with that you just there's nothing that you could do to bring them back all you can do is to hold on to the memories all you can really do is to you know be a better person and help others and make sure that their legacy moves on a hundred percent with the way they were with their character and make them proud so that's the conclusion for this episode too and moving forward you'll learn more about what happened between 1989 and 2020 this is Wanda Swero, your CEO and founder of Salty Coffee and I hope to hear from you soon I'll leave some um, links on the podcast link um, related to information about insurances, what to look for, um, parenting guides, books that I've read um, that would be very helpful, books that I use now with my adult children. All right. See you soon.